the best mentors are the ones that went through the challenges you did. And currently they have the success that you want, mm. right? Either in lifestyle, in business or career, they have what you want and yeah. they've found a way to achieve it. Those are the best mentors. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. On the previous episode, you heard from Dr. Grace Lee. Dr. Lee shared her scientific method for understanding the levels of awareness of your prospective client or customer. It's an episode you do not want to miss. But before you go, stick around. I've got Dr. Grace Lee on for her deep dive episode. In this episode, she shares her journey of going from academia to corporate to entrepreneurship. It's a nail-biting and fascinating journey. Stick around because it's on right now. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I'm here with the awesome, wonderful, and talented Dr. Grace Lee. Grace, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. I was looking forward to this conversation. Oh, you and I both. I, I'm so excited to have you. And, and for, for those of you that, that don't know, Grace and I have known each other over the last year being in the Two Comma Club coaching program that Russell Brunson owns. And so Grace and I actually started the program together. So we were both working through our own business, business uh, issues that we were working through together. And, and we haven't talked a lot until now. And, and we just had an opportunity to go on a cruise together. And so it's been so fun to see the growth that we've had. And guys, Grace is so sharp, so smart, so service oriented. We're so excited to have her. So uh, again, just thank you so much. And from, from not just from a professional thank you, but also a personal thank you for, for everything that you've, you've helped with in the last, in the last few months. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know what? The journey is sweeter when we go through it together, isn't it? Isn't that the truth? I love it. Well, for those of you that aren't as uh, familiar and in love with this lady as I am, I'm going to introduce her and then give her a chance to share her journey and her path and give a chance to just blow our minds today with the brilliance that she has inside of her. So Dr. Grace Lee is a neuroscience expert and global educator best known for being the founder of Mastery Insights, a career life and business coaching firm dedicated to empowering heart-driven professionals to maximize their impact and reach their highest potential in their business or career. Dr. Lee is on a mission to refine modern education, teaching men and women how to unlock their true vocational confidence and master their professional destinies. To this end, she's created a global movement called the Career Revisionist, a movement of professionals who are creating an inspired, purposeful, and abundant life. She's also a motivational and informative speaker from the stage. 
She also shares her knowledge on her YouTube channel and career revisionist podcast. And she always like, she didn't say this, but she has amazing Instagram stories as well. So you've got to follow this lady. She like shares from wherever she is in the world and, and what she's learning and is just awesome. So again, Grace, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Oh, thank you for that amazing introduction. I was, I don't, it was just absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much. So for those, for those of, uh, of, the list, of the listeners that aren't as familiar with your journey, share, share how did you become this, this motivational and just amazing powerhouse in the entrepreneurial world, helping people rise up to their, and, and have the ability to reach their dreams? Yeah, and, and it's interesting. I love these origin stories because you see the person where they're at right now, but it's impossible to guess where they came from. Right. And all of the, all of the knowledge I've had, all of the experiences I had, it was, was a result of failures in my past, you know, things where I didn't, I was trying to figure things out and I had gaps along the way. And so that's exactly how it was born. It was born out of my early career years when I was in academia and I was the traditional, I was traditionally trained. So by that, I mean, I went through the education system, the formal education system because all throughout high school and elementary school, I guess, I received that programming from society, you know, from my parents as well, that if you want a future, you got to go to school, get good grades so you can get a good job. And that was the only thing I knew how to do, that that was what I thought I should do. I have to do it. There's no other way I could succeed in the future. So lo and behold, it was all about how do I get into school? You know, how do I afford t- tuition? How do I pay myself through? Because I didn't have the financial support. So it was all about scholarships. And to get a scholarship, I had to get a scholarship. It was do or die. If I don't get a scholarship, I can't go to school because no one's going to pay for my school. And then I don't have a future. So then I applied myself in high school. I earned the scholarships. My first degree was paid for in tuition. And the same thing with the second degree and the same thing with the third degree, the PhD. So I spent 10 years in in public education, in, in the system, in different universities around the world. And I, my last degree was a PhD. And during the PhD was the time there where I experienced the most confusion. And, and you would think that with, a, with an advanced degree like that, you have more clarity, you have more knowledge, right? More knowledge, yes, I did, right? And the thing about the school system is they, they give you more knowledge on the subject matter that you are majoring in. So I'm an expert in neuroscience. My, my master's and my PhD were all in neuroscience. So yes, I understood a lot about the human brain, human behaviors and everything that they teach you related to science and life sciences. But that's all. Right? There was all these questions about life, about my own career, about who am I and what's the purpose of my life? Those important questions, I had no idea. I didn't know what I wanted to do after a PhD. And the school system tells you, well, if you've invested in a PhD, a doctorate program, what you do is then you get on to become a tenured professor, right? Tenureship is viewed as the epitome of success for PhD students. And I didn't feel like I wanted it. <laughs> I really didn't. And, and it was kind of scary because I felt like I was doomed and I felt like I was already failing because if I had left the academic world, that's already failing to achieve a career in a faculty position. So there's a lot of pressure with 
with students who are in advanced degrees to succeed that way. And so I was very frustrated with how success was defined for me, you know, and how there's only one path to success and that was how they celebrated it. But anything outside of academia, there was no support or no guidance on how do you navigate a career path even or decide on one. And that's what started my mission. During my PhD, I told myself, you know, this is a very important question. And there's an education gap that I've identified. And I set out to close that gap. So during my PhD, I started to teach and hold seminars and workshops on how do you figure out career paths? So you have a master's degree. So you have a PhD. What's next? How do you make these considerations? How do you make sound decisions? And how do you decide what your life's purpose is? How do you discover all of those things for yourself and discover your own values and what's authentic to who you are? And I started holding seminars like that. And then it got even more technical. I started holding, I started partnering with people on, you know, financial education. And it was like in part career education and then financial literacy. Right. And then wills and estate planning. You know, I brought in some lawyers to partner with me to hold seminars like that. And that was me. And I didn't realize this at the time, but that was me doing market research. And I saw the need that for careers, career support around careers and careers ed career education. And at that time, I, I was thinking too small, right? All of my coaching was done in the classroom, in person, right? Only in my, in my university. <laughs> That's all, I was thinking really small at the time. And it was just like, one-on-one, -on -one, you know, and, and that's all I thought about. Uh, and then I left academia. That was a huge decision to leave academia and launch a, a career in a new direction. That was when I went into corporate. And this was the first time that I had pivoted so far outside of my training. You know, I had the wrong degree. I had the wrong experience, work experience. And I went into corporate and my role was in business strategy. I didn't have any relevant work experience, but I was able to persuade people to hire me and to pay me top dollars for this role. And that was when I realized, well, I can show others how to do it, you know, how to, how to launch their careers, how to, how to get what they want and create their perfect work life. You know, except for me, I didn't enjoy corporate. And two years later, I left, and that was when I started into entrepreneurship. Yeah. That's in a nutshell. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So, so, um, did you have mentors along the way or like, was it, was it just like a sense that you had of like a change? And so you just be like, well, this, this seems like the best option in this, in this minute. So I'm going to give it a shot. Like, cause I mean, like you say, like everything was incredibly conventional until you decided to leave the PhD for corporate, which is a big jump. And then leaving corporate for entrepreneurship, which I might even argue is an even larger jump. So like what, how, how did that happen? Well, you see all along the way, I sought what I thought was mentorship, which means, you know, you ask your friends, their opinions, what should I do? Right. And I thought that was me asking for mentorship, but you know, now looking back in retrospect, you know, sometimes your friends and family, most of the times your friends and family as well-meaning as they are, they're not the best people to seek career advice. 
you know, and, and so that's what I did. I asked friends and family, and of course they would tell me, no, you should do a PhD. You know, you do, what's the logical step after a master's is a PhD, right? And that's the thing, like, you know, they, they pretty much tell you what they're going to do. And then you think it's a good idea because you're friends, right? So that was, that was me in high school, you know, during my first degree as well. The way that I chose my major was, oh, what, what are you, you going to major in? You know, after second year, we're majoring biochemistry. Come with us. Okay, let's major in biochem. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It's so hard to think by yourself what it is you truly value. You know, because you can't see the future. You can't connect the dots towards the future, right? So, uh, so I had mentors and I had mentors during my, during my PhD as well who were academic advisors, right? And these are assigned by the university, uh, employed by the university to help students with career decisions. And I went and see those because they're free of charge for students. And I didn't find them helpful in the sense that they just give you one or two assessments, answer a few questions, but still it, it didn't give me any more clarity, right? So yes, I, I, I made decisions based on what the logical progression was, which wasn't, wasn't, where it wasn't very informed, but it was like the logical profession, the progression of a master's is a PhD. And what, after, what comes after a PhD is a postdoctoral fellowship. So I went and did that too. <laughs> Yeah, but that's why I always say that, you know, the best mentors are the ones that went through the challenges you did. And currently they have the success that you want, mm. right? Either in lifestyle, in business or career, they have what you want and yeah. they've found a way to achieve it. Those are the best mentors. So talk to me about the period of time between you making a jump, like from from academia to corporate and then from corporate to entrepreneurship. Talk to me about the time frame between the jump and the confirmation that it was the right thing. So when I, when I went to, from academia to corporate, it never felt that it was the right thing. In the beginning, I had a tremendous amount of excitement because, Hey, I had just convinced someone to hire me, you know, and a senior manager position at that, you know, doing roles in business strategy. There was a marketing and product management. I've never done that before. So it was super exciting because I love challenges, right? I'm a high DI on the disc assessment sales. So I love challenges. <laughs> and um, so it was, it seemed very exciting. But during the position, the two years that I was there, it, it, it was not fulfilling. I didn't feel I was contributing my fullest, you know, and I didn't feel that I was seen or heard in terms of decisions. I, you know, ideas I had to go to company, you know, there was a lot of red tape and bureaucracy as, you know, traditionally we think of when we think about corporate, it was all present. And I was just deeply unfulfilled in that, in that role. So I didn't have that confirmation that it was the right choice at all. So that's why I left. You know, I left and I left without a backup plan and I launched my business. Right, I launched my business. And when I did that, when I made that decision and I started putting together, you know, you know, the, the business model and deciding on my offer and all of that, it felt right, right from the start. I felt connected right from the start, especially when I started to serve my first clients, right? That was when I knew that I'm on purpose and in purpose. Mm, I love that on purpose and in purpose. 
I love that. Um, so, so in, in what, let's talk about that phrase for just a second. What, what does that phrase mean to you? Like when you say that, like I, I can tell that's something you've thought quite a bit about. What does that mean to like when you found something that's on purpose and in purpose? Like what, what, what does that mean? Yeah. So on purpose is the intent, the intention behind it. See, when you do something on purpose, you actually have the intention to do it. Right. And intent is very important because when you set the intent, setting the intent is the first decision you make with that action, setting the intent. And that's how you manifest things that you truly desire. You have to set the intent first and the commitment comes after. Right. So that's being on purpose. Being in purpose is exactly the space that you've created for yourself and not just the physical space, but there's a spiritual space as well right? A heart space, a mind space, a spiritual space where you are in line with your life's purpose. You're doing what you feel born or meant to do. And so you're in purpose, right? And when you're in purpose, that's where everything is aligned. That's where you feel that you have, you've created an inspired life and a fulfilling life. Mm, I love that. So, so when you felt like with this entrepreneurial journey that you were living on purpose and in purpose, did you see like, okay, this is what I want to create and this is what I see, or like, has it been like an incremental thing? Like, oh, I feel like this is the next step. So I'm going to create a course or this is the next step. I'm going to create a podcast or whatever. Like, like Talk to me about like you, you, the process you've been through in your growth versus like having a long-term out vision and, and how, what, what has that process been like for you? Sure. So when I launched my business, um, it was, it was mastery insights. It was always, it's always been mastery insights. And the, for me, it was more than just a business right from the get-go. I pictured this as more than just a business. It was a global movement. Right. And that was the career revisionist is the movement is the name of my movement, which is also mm -hmm. the name of my podcast. Right. So the corporation is mastery insights, but the movement around it is career revisionist because that's the identity of someone who is living is who has created and designed their perfect life's work. They are career revisionists. Right. So that's how I defined that movement of people, a global movement of people. And so I, 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 here I am, I launched, I launched this business and I started creating this global mass movement. And my first offer was, well, I'm going to help you land your dream job. That was my first offer. Right. And so I was working with a lot of clients who wanted to either leave their position because they hated it or they were unfulfilled like I was, and they just wanted to land a certain job and it was their dream job, or they were currently unemployed and they wanted to land a job like in between employment or something like that. Mm -hmm, that was mm -hmm. the offer, right? And so I did that. I did that for a while. And then that was when I felt that by through listening to people who were coming to me, that there was a greater need, right? Landing, just landing a job was very short term, right? And there was this greater need for lifelong fulfillment, Right. So this is the evolution of, of, of how I, how I help my clients. It was like, okay, so now let's look at the bigger picture. Yes. We're going to have clarity on what it is, the, the career path so that you are in purpose and on purpose. What is that clarity? What is that career path? And then it's like the blueprint, the roadmap on how to get there. Right. But it's also looking at empowering all areas of your life. Career is just one aspect. Career mm -hmm. is just one aspect. 
career is important because it affects your family life. It affects your finances, right? It also affects your social life and in many ways, your spiritual life as well, right? So then this was a, a, a much more encompassing than I'll help you land your dream job. It helped me to serve my clients on a much higher level and on a deeper level too, because I'm creating, I'm, I'm developing a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. very and having conversations that are real that are raw and that really shift you know make radical shifts in in their life mm -hmm. and that was the evolution of my business <laughs> so that's that was the beginning stages of it you know and that's that's around the time where, where you and I met right where that the first evolution already happened when you and I met and then recently you know again listening to my market I started to hear that you know, these, these men and women in corporate have been in corporate for a while. And yes, they've had a lot of successes. They're educated. They've been ambitious. They've had tremendous success, maybe even in their career. Right. And in, in that corporate, in that corporate world, but something inside of them is yearning to do their own thing, to start their own business and serve their own audience. But they haven't gone around to do it because they don't know how, or they're afraid or they didn't have the guidance or they tried a couple times, but they couldn't follow through because they didn't know what to do next. Right. And so the, the third evolution of, of my offer would be to help those people, you know, to package their knowledge and, and, and their, their expertise that they already have, not just because they're educated, but also because of all the life experience they have behind them, package that and put it out there in the marketplace you know, so that they can design life's work around a business offer for themselves and sell that, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and create and design their future around, around a business. Yeah, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. I love that you're having conversations with people. I mean, and, and it goes back to, you brought this up at the very beginning mm -hmm. that you were asking yourself the questions, like, what is my purpose? Like, how, how can I be fulfilled? How can I live a meaningful life? And so you're having these conversations with many, many people, and it's all centered around that, right? Like how, how can I live a life of meaning and purpose and leave a legacy? I'm, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. And so as you're talking to people about that, what, it, what are some common themes that you've noticed that are like pitfalls that are either like that people don't realize or they miss or they gloss over that are like really pivotal to answering that question of finding meaning in, in this life. Right. So one thing I love, I love that you asked that because I actually wrote an article about it. And one thing that I hear very often is I just got to find my passion. You know, as soon as I find my passion, I just got to turn my passion into a career and then there I got it. I got a fulfilling life. Right. And I, and, and I get it. Passion is important in, in life. Right. And for many people, it's a motivator. But here's the thing. Passion comes from that part of your brain that's emotional. Right. The primitive part of your brain. It, what passion really is, is an intense emotion about something. Right. And it gives you the motivation to weather the storm to pursue it because you have such an intense emotion for it. So it's in that moment that you act right? But it's primitive. It's primitive. It's more like an impulsive behavior and there's no rationale behind it and no meaningful reason behind it. And what that, and the part of your brain that gives all of that is your prefrontal cortex and your prefrontal cortex does not, does not, um, does not uh, process passion. 
right? And so that's why you when that's why some people they don't have a passion, and that's why they get stuck and they're thinking, I've been I've been I've been exploring many different things. I don't think I'm passionate about anything. There's something wrong with me, and that's not true. Not everybody has a passion. And then on the other end of the extreme, some people are like, I have so many passions. How do I know which one to choose to turn into my career? And so my message has always been the same is not to turn your passion into your career, is not to pursue passion, instead to pursue meaningful purpose. Meaningful purpose, that's what's governed by your prefrontal cortex and that's where the, the, the why behind what you do is there, right? You always you hear Simon Sinek always say, start with why, that why is the prefrontal cortex, the rational centers, the less primitive, the more evolved part of our brain that helps us to process the why. And the why comes from meaningful purpose and not from passion. Mm. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> I love that. So, so a sense of why can still be very like uh, emotional and motivating. So how do you know the difference between, between that meaningful purpose and passion? One very obvious thing is that passions can change with the wind. You know, one, you know, one year you're, you're just loving this. And then your friends realize, oh, I guess that was just a phase. You know, or it, it could be a phase because it just phases out, or it could be a phase because when you start to pursue that passion, then you start to uncover the real the realism behind it. And then you kind of realize, oh, I didn't consider that before. I guess it's not so, it wasn't so rosy as I once expected it. Because when you pursue passion, you are, you are driven by that strong, intense emotion. And it's actually driven by a lot of subjective biases that come with it. Mm. That is so true and so fascinating. As, <laughs> as, as you were talking about that, I was like thinking of like experiences I've had in my life and I'm like, yep, yep. Okay. That was a passion. That was a passion. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. That's a really, really great distinction. I appreciate you sharing that. So, um, as, as you've been building this business and, and having these business evolutions and finding these new verticals of people that, um, are having problems that can be solved by your expertise. What have been some of the walls that you've come up against in building this business? Yeah. Oh, you know what? There's so many. <laughs> There's so I'm, many. You know, and I'm not <laughs> Me gonna, too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about it because, you know, building a business is so very much like building a career. And this is another message I, I, I write about and I talk about very often. They're very similar. They're very similar. And you would love, and ideally you would love the, the, the journey to be linear, right? But there's a lot of peaks and troughs, you know, ups and downs in the process because it's part of the journey and they're all features of the journey, right? Just like in a career, in a business, there's so many moving pieces, right? And there's so many functions you have to take on and things that you have to learn and the person you have to become is so different. And all of that requires discipline, right? It requires very strong habits. It requires plugging into the right community and, and working with the right mentors. And it involves a lot of clarity, right? Not to mention having the, the healthy mindset around it as well and the, being a visionary, right? And all, with each element that I just mentioned, there's so much outside of our control. Because everything is external, everything external to us, we don't have control over your career, your business, anything external to us, we have no control over. And when you don't have control over it, 
you know, things can happen and things do happen. So your question was, what was the biggest thing? Yeah. Like, like, just, well, just some of the, you, you can mention a few walls or if you want to pick one wall that you've come up against, but yeah. Yeah. So when I first started one, the first wall I experienced was I didn't know what to offer. I didn't know how I wanted to help people because there were so many things I wanted to help people with. <laughs> right. And there's only one of me because when I began, I, I, I wore all the hats. So that was the first thing was that I didn't, I didn't know what, what to sell. What do I sell? Right. So that was the first wall. And, you know, I, I overcame that one. And another big wall that I remember was around marketing. You know, I was not, I've never been a traditionally trained marketer because my degree is in neuroscience. And yes, marketing does involve a lot of human psychology and, and neuroscience is my expertise. But the strategy behind marketing was something I never learned. Right. So there was a lot of challenges that I faced with, you know, reaching, having the reach that I needed to show, to, to reach out to my audience and say, well, here I am. Here's how I can help you. Right? Here's how I can help you. I understand what you're going through. And here's what I can help you. And here's this opportunity that I can give you to help you get to where you want to be. Right. And so I had a lot of challenges around how do I get that message out there en masse? And how do I say it in a way that people can hear it and resonate with it? Mm. I love it. So, so what does 2020 have in store for, for the career revisionists and for mastery insights? Like, like where, where is Dr. Grace Lee going with this thing in 2020? Yeah. So recently I hit a milestone and it was, it was really amazing. And I, you know, I was featured on Forbes magazine and uh, I had an opportunity to meet with amazing individuals. Yeah, I know I'm celebrating too. <laughs> I had the opportunity to meet with some amazing individuals, um, do podcasts with amazing people like you and be on a bunch of online summits and, and, and conferences. And so it was amazing. And I had a lot of, it was a very travel intense year in 2019. For 2020, for me, this year is focused on growth, right? And, you know, helping, you know, people in corporate who want to stay in corporate to uplevel their career and to be more and do more and have more, you know, right? That will always be an part and parcel of what I do and what I'm, what I'm completely, completely committed to. But this new vertical of helping individuals in corporate who want to leave corporate and start businesses of their own, that's where the growth, that's where I'm focusing on growth there, is serving that audience and that population of individuals who have been yearning to do that and haven't felt like they had an opportunity. I love it. Mm -hmm. So is there, is there a particular question that you're asking yourself or a particular, uh, I, I don't know, problem is the right word, but a specific thing that you're trying to solve right now to help you reach those, those two groups of people and grow, grow this business? Yeah, actually there's several, there's several questions. And I did reach out with a survey, a questionnaire to ask, you know, because what I would like to find out from you know, from audiences in who, who fit that to who fit that description, I'd love to figure out and to get to know better what has been stopping them. You know, no doubt that they have, it's been on their minds. So what kind of businesses would they like to start and how long has it been on their minds and what was the biggest obstacle that prevented them from achieving it and, and moving away from corporate and starting their businesses and launching something. Right. So questions that will help me to understand what the roadblocks have been 
and what's currently standing in the way, you know, so that I could clearly, so I could serve them better at a higher level. I love that. I love how you're bringing your, your, your research hat. Yes. You're like entering the behavioral lab and bringing in your subjects and, and asking them those, those questions so that you can get that information. And so you can use that powerfully in your marketing and in your offer creation and stuff like that. That's awesome. Absolutely. I mean, this is, I'm putting back my PhD hat on and this is called a qualitative research study. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You got to make sure you code that thing correctly, right? That's right. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Okay. Well, this has just been fantastic. So uh, Grace, you've, it's been so fun to watch you grow this year and have these successes and to watch your travels and to see your, your mind expand as you learn this marketing piece. Um, what, what have been like, outside of like the the external accolades and by the way guys like she's she's just written a couple chapters and some books that that are have that she and her, and her team are releasing that are pretty exciting as well uh, but what have been some internal transformations that have happened for you uh, grace as you have been on this journey and really found what your purpose and your meaning is yeah you know i realized that you know this is not about me and you know, it was, it was really difficult in the beginning, like 10 years ago. If you talked to me 10 years ago, I would have been like, my career is about me because it's my life and I want to be fulfilled. I want to be earning, you know, a decent amount of money and I want to be happy. So 10 years ago, that was the conversation I had in my heart, you know, that I want to find something I want. Right. And through the journey, you know, through the ups and downs and all the transitions in my own career, I truly, I firmly believe that my career, my business, my service to the public is not about me, right? And I strongly believe in my, one of my favorite quotes is from Zig Ziglar. And he said that you could have anything you want in life if you help enough, enough other people get what they want in theirs, right? And that is a rule that I live by, a motto that I live by. And so that, that's one, a huge transformation, I would say, from where I was during my college years to where I am now. <laughs> I love that. That is so powerful. And I think it's great that you have that awareness to be able to look back and see that change. Because sometimes in the day to day, you're like, oh, am I actually doing anything? But like when you look back like that, you're like, wow, like I am a completely new human than I, than I was before. Yeah, absolutely. So Grace, how can, or, or Dr. Lee, how can people follow your journey? How can people uh, get in touch with you uh, if they fit in the, the, the market, the target markets that you're, that you're looking at? How can they um, learn from you, uh, take advantage of the courses that you have to offer and the coaching that you do? Uh, I'd love to give you a chance to kind of share about that. Sure, absolutely. You know, I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm absolutely everywhere. <laughs> so, I mean, I would say, please connect with me on LinkedIn, right? Dr. Grace Lee Vancouver or Dr. Grace Lee Neuroscience, I, I connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, as you mentioned, I, I mean, you can follow me on Instagram too, where I do a different type of post than I do on LinkedIn because <laughs> of a different platform. But um, all of my social media is on my website. So careerrevisionist.com, there's like all my social links are there, you know, Facebook and Twitter and, all, and YouTube as well. There's a lot of free resources that I give on all of these different platforms and they're different resources, you know, for that is appropriate to the platform. So depending on what you desire, what type of content you're looking for, then all of those platforms are available. 
I love that. All right, Grace. Well, thank you so much for coming. I'm going to put those links uh, in the episode notes so people can catch those and, and find you and learn more from you because you are just just a, a fountain of knowledge and, and a wealth of, and not just knowledge, but knowledge that's actionable to, that can make big changes in your life. So thank you again for being on The Marketing Matrix, for sharing your story, sharing your heart, and sharing, sharing the love that, that you have for the work that you do. Thank you so much, Lisanne. I really appreciate you and for you to invite me as a guest on your podcast. I'm truly honored. Oh, it, is, it is our pleasure and we hope to have you again. I'd love that. Thank you for tuning into the Marketing Matrix podcast. On the next episode, you hear from me again with the next part of a six-part series about understanding dream traffic. This episode will be on graphic number three, which is behavioral graphics. This topic is what separates those who create raving fans versus those who talk to crickets in their business. Check out the episode to hear what it's all about. And while I've got you, I wanted to tell you about the Marketing Matrix Toolbox we've created just for you. Inside are free marketing tools that guests have given us since the beginning of the show. And I've got a few tools in there for you as well. So go register for free access at toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com. All right, see you next time on The Marketing Matrix.